Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, I want to spend a few minutes with you and talk about something that is very, very disturbing, but it is the slippery slope. Now, they've denied on the left that slippery slopes even exist. I mean, how could it? You normalize one thing and then we're not going to normalize the next thing or the thing after that. We just want this. I'm going to show you that we are at the bottom of that slope and it is about to uh, bite us in half. I'll explain in 60 seconds. You know, it's a lot easier and less painful to prevent your identity from being stolen in the first place. The thing I like about this uh, new infrastructure bill is it's got about five billion dollars in it to, uh, well, to you know protect our power grid uh, from all co- all sorts of things, including making sure that we're all buttoned up for uh, cyber hacks. Oh, really? You're going to put that much money? Whoa, really? Five trillion dollars you want to spend, and you're going to put how many billions into that? Wow, that's great. Uh, Anyway, don't be like the federal government. Make sure that you do everything you can to protect your identity. Cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it will Every day we put our information on the ri- uh, at risk on the Internet, and that's why c- cyber criminals are having a field day because nobody can watch it all. Nobody can protect it all. But the best out there is LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% right now. LifeLock.com. So there's a great article in The New Yorker, of all places, that is warning. And if The New Yorker, with the cartoons none of us understand, uh, even them, they're like, yes, that's hilarious. What does it mean? (laughs) Well, I can't explain it to you. (laughs) It's just funny. (laughs) If that magazine is worried about this, we all should. I want to read it to you. The progression of the story I'm about to tell you will be shockingly familiar. It's an uncomfortable story. It's another reminder of one of the left's most depraved tactics. The way they force us to talk about what they see as uncomfortable truths. Commentary here. They're uncomfortable truths. They're just forcing their own disturbing thoughts into our daily lives. Like most narcissists. They want us to suffer like they suffer. They think their self-hatred should be our self-hatred. These are miserable, miserable people. And we are letting them redesign our society to take a happy, optimistic, loving, kind people and turn us into monsters. What are we doing? So last week, the New Yorker ran this article about Helmut Kentler a German psychologist who turned post-World War II Germany into his experiment in pedophilia. His goal? To spread Marxist values and fight fascism. Dear God in heaven, can we please, for the love of Pete, understand that fascism is based in Marxism? What the Nazis 
were the National Socialist Party. It's the same disease. My gosh. The article says, beginning in the late 60s, Kentler had placed neglected children. Listen to this. Neglected children into foster homes run by pedophiles. The experiment was authorized and financially supported by the Berlin Senate. In a report submitted to the Senate in 1988, Kendler had described it as a complete success. Now, here was his idea that uh, dominant fathers caused fascism. Many villains, many villains do this. They project their own bad experiences onto everything. And Kendler's father was incredibly abusive. In fact, his daddy was a Nazi colonel. They're not usually warm and friendly and lovable. This happens all the time. Your experience may not be my experience. Woodrow Wilson hated, uh, by the way, I hate that guy. Woodrow Wilson hated his father. His father was in the clergy. Thus, he hated religion. And he hated fathers. And he thought the goal of every university, this is a quote, should be to make all, all children the most unlike their father as possible. Well, that's exactly what Kentler was doing. As a psychology student, Kentler became, and I'm quoting again, became involved in the student movement. And at a meeting of the Republican Club, not the Republicans like we know. This is a group of established left-wing intellectuals. He publicly defied him, uh, identified himself as gay for the first time. So he went on to set up an entire legal and academic framework that encouraged pedophilia, the sexualization of children, and forced homosexual, uh, homosexuality to destroy so-called fascist psyche. His goal was to develop a child-rearing philosophy for a new kind of German man. Good God, the Germans just, we need to hit them with a tranquilizer, don't we? Any intellectual over in Germany should just be put to sleep. And I don't mean killed, I just mean put to sleep. Let them sleep it off. Stop it. Sexual liberation, he wrote, was the best way to prevent another Auschwitz. His goal was political. His approach was based on the work of Marxist psychoanalysts. He wanted to use the social activism in academia to change society. Does any of this sound familiar? Even if it meant literally taking young boys away from their parents and handing them over to pedophiles. The point was to destroy fascism and the patriarchy of right-wing politics. Destroy this. This is his goal. Destroy the nuclear family abolish marriage and reward sexual depravity for years kentler used his status as a celebrated academic to create a pedophile ring where highly celebrated powerful academics adopted orphans like they were prostitutes and it was all part of his experiment his experiment was deemed a complete success now, the woman who exposed him was an academic, a political scientist. And I say was because by exposing the pedophile ring, she exposed the academic system that encouraged it. And she's no longer with us. 
from the New Yorker article, if there was ever files in the city's archives documenting how Kentler project came to be approved or how exactly he located the men who served as foster fathers, they have all been lost or destroyed. I've been telling you recently, and this is true. History repeats itself. We've all heard that. But I want you to modify this slightly. You need to think of this differently. History repeats itself. Needs to be modified. History is repeating itself. We are now thinking of children as incurable. We're teaching them to think of themselves as incurable. Children need to be told that they are the cure. Every time we say, think of the children, think of the children, we say that because children are the only ones who truly stand a chance because all of us are corrupted. We all have problems. And yes, we also create the cures that save us, but it's different. Children have the capacity to believe by the time you get to be my age, you've seen it all and you're so beaten down and you're like, I'm not going to change. That's a lie. We're just tired. We need to be filling the heads of our, you know, I thought of this the other day. My father was a failure and I, I don't say that with glee. I, I don't say that to besmirch him. But he was a small businessman who never could really make his business grow. It just he went out of he went out of business once when I remember it. But he also failed in several other attempts his whole life. He finally had one small business towards the end of his life that it worked and it made him a nice living. But he lived paycheck to paycheck. And for him, that was a success. And it was. But. He struggled his whole life and failed over and over and over again. He not only didn't blame people. He is the reason why I'm a success today. One of the guys that works with me was up at my art show this weekend, and he said, Glenn, I have to tell you, I heard so many people that were entrepreneurs there at the art show. And he said, watching you, he said, I've watched you struggle trying to paint this stuff forever. He said, and then I saw you really apply yourself and say, I'm going to do it. And he said, you did. He said, I just believe that I can do it now. You can. You can. Children have that capacity to believe. But you notice that woke terminology doesn't include the words like morality or evil or ethics. They use the term normative. Normative. They see the world as beyond good and evil. They see a world of norms. And one of the big differences between morality and norms is that with morality, you have a set of rules, a clear list. With norms, all you have are problems that need to be eradicated. It's a growing list of things that are bad because this is normal. Now, I want to take a one minute break and I want to come back to you and I want to tell you of the pedophilia problem. We are at the bottom of the hill. Remember, the argument was you can't normalize any of this. You can't normalize homosexuality 
because not because of any other reason other than if you normalize this, it will be a slippery slope to the bottom and it will have it will happen quickly. No, no, no. How dare you say that? Let me show you where our society is right now. Hopefully it will be a massive wake up call because you're at the bottom of the hill in 60 seconds. If you're listening to this program, I'm willing to bet that you've worked pretty hard for the money that you've made over the years. You've probably been fiscally responsible, saving money where you can, not living beyond your means, keeping a weather eye on the economy. And if you've saved money or if you're just still, you are doing it the right way. Now, things are not looking good. This bill that is being passed, we are at the highest inflation rate in 30 years, the fastest growth of inflation in 30 years. Why? Because the government is spending and printing all of this money, and they're about to do another $5 trillion. God help us. God help us. That is not going to be good for your bank account, your money with inflation, and the U.S. dollar. There's not much doubt at this point that the Fed is working to transition us over to the digital U.S. dollar. And that'll be a currency. Look this up historically that you will get anywhere between a 40 and 60 percent haircut on whatever you have in your bank account. Now, may I suggest you invest in precious metals, Goldline, call them now. This week, Goldline is giving away free silver with their extremely popular $5 gold Indian coins. With every qualifying order, you're going to receive 10 brilliant uncirculated silver Kennedy half dollars at no additional cost. It's a great special on an already low cost item. So if you're thinking about gold and silver, this is the perfect promotion for you. They're standing by to take your call. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm going to share this great article from The uh, Federalist. Uh, A a subset of children growing up today will likely recall certain aspects of their childhood differently than our Independence Day parades. You know, marching in a band, bin watching the Power Rangers or making gingerbread uh, cookies for Christmas. That is all but lost now. The left has a startling, with a startling degree of success, endeavored to reshape our society by embedding their beliefs within the experience of childhood, overshadowing the Fourth of July parades with pride parades, implanting LGBT propaganda in children's show, and, uh, and supplanting gingerbread men with the genderbred person. With increasing frequency, with, infre- in, with increasing frequency, the obvious has become undeniable. Those who have a creepy obsession with involving children in their sexual tastes and use any avenue at their disposal to do so, either have a direct sexual interest in children or want to run for cover for those who do. The left has a pedophilia problem, and it is only getting worse. I was painstakingly aware of this fact when I attended the 2019 San Francisco Pride Parade to interview attendees for my YouTube channel, which I co-host with a friend. One honest marcher told me and my co-host that he is down for the kink with kids. Mentioning later, age is just a construct. 
Another demonstrator informed me that child involvement in drag is so cool and there should be more kids doing drag. Uh, Love, after all, quote, has no age. And that's 100% true, end quote. He then uh, admitted that a child drag queen who performed in a gay nightclub was paid in the same manner you do with strippers. In case you have the impression that this is an isolated incident, look at the mashup of vice headlines, which in several incidences attempt to generate sympathy for pedophiles or to change the definition of pedophilia and confer legitimacy on non-offending pedophiles, including one who was known as Ian, whose job involved children directly, quote unquote, and another called Gary, a man who, quote, developed feelings for a three-year-old girl, but calls himself, quote, virtuous as a pedophile because he supposedly doesn't act on his attraction. Gary was also a foster parent to three children and later accused of sexually assaulting one of the young girls. These articles offer some rather striking context for other articles from Vice, such as one in which they fawn over photos of the fabulous kids of RuPaul's drag convention way to protect sex workers. Depends on whom you ask. This story opens with the line T.S. Candy first traded uh, sex at the age of 13. No, New York Times, she's not trading sex. This is pedophilia. The article reports glowingly on the pedophilic uh, serial rape of a child who had been turned to prostitution after she was forced out of her family home before taking refuge with a group of older transgendered women who became her mentors and taught her how to support herself through sex. This type of perversion is not an isolated incident. And in the corporate media, the Washington Post recently running a piece called Yes, Kink Belongs at Pride, and I Want My Kids to See It. The story, he writes, is just disgusting as the headline. Uh, Associate professor at Yale University, Joe uh, Fischel, echoed this sentiment in his article, Keep Pride Nude, where he asks, what's the presumptive harm if a child sees an adult's butt cheeks or even adult's genitals or breasts? Fischel then goes on to advocate for children to be exposed to a whole host of other perversions and speaks the language of groomers. He then says children, after all, might like seeing it. The New York Times, Washington Post, Yale faculty are not the only powerful players attempting to normalize pedophilia. Flora Gill, a biweekly communist, a, a columnist on sex, that was Freudian, sex and relationship, writes for GQ, calls the creation of porn for children, which she says will be an entry level porn. That, tele- that tweet has now been deleted. And how can we forget the infamous Drag Queen Story Hour program, which was initially backed by wealthy interests from San Francisco and has been caught hosting convicted sex criminals on three separate occasions. One of the program's events was also hosted by a man who has been charged with seven counts of child pornography possession. There's also a Netflix uh, gut-wrenching film, Cuties. Uh, Popular left-wing personality, Vosh, has a history of defending pedophilia, saying in one video that pedophiles who buy child pornography should not be held accountable. The anti-fascist figure also takes an interest in the sexual dynamics of pre-colonial Hawaiian civilization, where people were allowed to have sex with children. 
Then the left wing openness about the targeting of children has become bolder with the San Francisco gay men's chorus performing a song with the lyrics. You think that we'll all corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Fine. This is just once you're correct before following up with we'll convert your children happens bit by bit quietly and subtly and you'll barely notice. Then they even sing you'll be disgusted when they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight. They say it was just a joke. Unfortunately, the song's writers previously wrote a musical all about the pedophilia practice uh, of boy play, which even the New York Times found disgusting. Gang, we are at the bottom of the hill. And if we don't begin to stand up to protect our children, mainly from academia, we are going to lose them. This is the Glenn Beck program. It is so hard to get good help these days. Sometimes when you want something done right, you have to go out and form your own company to make it happen. And that's exactly what I did a number of years ago. Gosh, maybe almost 10 years ago now. I got fed up with having to deal with mediocre real estate agents every time. And it wasn't their fault. It was I didn't know how to find them. I didn't know how to vet them when I was buying or selling a house. I didn't want to deal with that anymore. My brother and I, he was going through the same experience. And so we started realestateagentsitrust.com. Our agents are prepared for anything you can throw at them. They know all of the best practices in the industry. They remain at the top because they work hard for you. And they're making sure that you get the best value, whether you're selling or buying. Everything is better when there's an expert on hand that relates to you and key factor listens to you you're going to find that real estate agent it's realestateagentsitrust.com call them talk to them yourself see if there's a difference realestateagentsitrust.com a free service to you realestateagentsitrust.com all right, head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is a huge deal. The Democratic AG has just come out with Cuomo's the report on sexual harassment on uh, Governor Cuomo, and it is not good. Can you play the uh, the first complaint? They're, they're just coming out with it right now. Here's the first complaint from one of the people that he harassed. Thank you, Attorney General James. Good morning. My name is June Kim, and along with my colleague, Ann Clark, we have led the teams at our two we have led our teams at our two law firms in conducting the investigation. I don't want the explanation of this. Can you go to the, the, the actual, what one of the people actually said? When she confided in the governor that she had been sexually assaulted in college, he asked her for the details of her assault. When talking about potential girlfriends, he said he thought he could date women as young as 22, knowing that Miss Bennett was 25 at the time. He asked her whether she had ever been with older men. He told her that he was lonely and wanted to be touched. Oh my God. He asked her if she was monogamous and what she thought about monogamy. He speculated on how her history as a sexual assault survivor might affect her romantic life. He told her that she looked like Daisy Duke. Oh my. 
He suggested that she get a tattoo she was contemplating on her butt and asked her if she had any piercings anywhere other than her ears. Miss Bennett texted to a friend on the day where many of these comments were made that she was upset and confused and that she was shaking. Another example is the governor's comments to the state trooper, the same trooper he touched on the stomach and back. After the governor had become single, he asked the trooper how old she was. When she responded that she was in her late 20s, he said, that's too old for him. He then asked her how much of an age difference he thought he could have between him and a girlfriend and have the public still accept it. She suggested it might be a good idea to stick with women at least as old as your daughters. <laughs> he then tried to deflect the conversation by asking the governor what he was looking for in a girlfriend. He responded that he was looking for somebody who could handle pain. Another time, oh when the governor God. found out that the trooper was engaged, he asked her why she'd want to get married, because, among other things, your sex drive goes down. As detailed in the report, employees recounted a pattern of similarly offensive comments and conversations, such as the governor repeatedly asking executive assistant number one whether she would cheat on her husband, saying to her, if you were single, the things I would do to you. Telling her that she looked great for her age, which was early 30s, and for a mother. Jeez. Calling her and coworker Alyssa McGrath mingle mamas. Comparing Lindsay Boylan to a more attractive version of one of his ex-girlfriends and to actresses. Women also described to us having the governor seek them out, stare intently at them, look them up and down, or gaze at their chest or butt. Okay, stop. Um, this is a very big deal. This is a a Democratic AG. Uh, the White House has said, you know, I can't say whether he should resign for this. We're wait for the report. Well, the report is out, and it is bad. Uh, they are saying that it was a culture where no one could say no to the governor. He was vindictive and he was cruel. If 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 this seems unusual, you haven't been paying attention to Cuomo. He is a dirty, dirty figure. And it. You know, there are nine people that are coming out now as a part of this, and it is they are saying that he engaged in unlawful uh, retaliation and multiple women are involved in this there's no way he can survive unless you know the woke culture just doesn't care about him because he's so good on everything else yeah this is the the report we've been waiting for for a long time and it's this was the get out of jail free card for joe biden to not call for his resignation he among uh, along with almost every other prominent democrat said well we need to wait for the results of this investigation so we now should expect joe biden to come out and have to comment on this and there, there should be no hesitation yeah. on anyone's part this is this is the me culture uh the me too culture um i mean this is a gift here this is the example everybody was like well he said something in 1973 that i didn't really like that's not this this is uh sexual harassment intimidation and retribution if you don't go along with it 
This is what all of us mean by Me Too. Yeah, it seems like Cuomo had a habit with woman after woman after woman, including state troopers, where he would grope them when he was taking pictures with them or they were holding doors for him. He reached or, underneath one woman's shirt and grabbed her breasts. That is a quote. Reached uh, I, under her blouse and grabbed her breast. You have uh, multiple times about whether uh, you know, touching butt during hugs. Uh, There's a lot of that going on. Running his hands across her stomach from her belly button to her right hip where she held a door open for him at an event. If he is not... If he does not resign today, if people on the left do not stand out and come out and and strongly condemn him and say that he needs to uh, resign today, if I'm back on the air in 24 hours and he's still governor, that says an awful lot about the left. And I'll tell you this. D- judging by what he has done over the past couple of weeks, because I, you know, I watched this case closely as a purveyor of Andrew Cuomo's awful dot com. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, watched this closely and his his attitude toward this report has gone from, look, we'll look at the report. Let's see the facts. You will don't worry about it to aggressively questioning the political motives of everybody involved in it. And he's gone on the attack. And it's because he went through a long testimony with them. Uh, Eleven hours did not go well uh from from all accounts and he's realized how bad this is going to look for him so he i don't think he's resigning today now someone like joe biden might change that if biden comes out with a strong if he doesn't that says everything everything about him everything everything all right let me tell you about relief factor more on this in just a second you know the value of a dollar but what's the value of twenty dollars I'll tell you, uh, $20 is about as valuable as a dollar was about 40 years ago. Um, There's not a lot of things that could change your life for 20 bucks, but 20 bucks will get you a trial pack of Relief Factor for three weeks. If you're anything like me, once you try Relief Factor, you're going to get your life back. Relief Factor isn't a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. So try the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. You don't have anything to lose. You have everything to gain. Your life back. The things you want to do. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. So the Andrew Cuomo report is out. And it is pretty significant. If you don't, if you haven't followed this whole saga, this is the the next shoe that had to drop because all of these accusations started of course there was the whole situation with andrew cuomo you know killing lots of grandmas that the press didn't seem all that interested in for a very long time despite our harping on it over and over and over and over again eventually that wound up picking up steam some of the actual news organizations started paying attention to it a little bit and eventually that escalated into a report Uh, from a Democrat saying that he had understated deaths by about 50%. That didn't get him to resign. Then Then there was a wave that began with multiple women who worked with and around him accusing him of sexual harassment uh, of some sort. 
And that began to escalate and to, to, a, to a fever pitch to the point where I believe both Schumer, I think it was both, both Democratic senators in New York uh, said he should step down. And many of the congressmen uh, in New York said the same. It had not really escalated to national politician status calling for him to resign, however. And the way that people like Joe Biden, you know, the crew that says believe every woman if they're accusing a Republican, those people were able to avoid commenting by giving Andrew Cuomo the benefit of the doubt they would never give anyone on the right, which was let's wait for the evidence to come out. Let's wait for the report to come out. Joe Biden uh, routinely brushed aside uh, request from journalists to ask about his uh, opinion on Cuomo and all these accusations. And he kept saying when the report comes out, when the report comes out. And it's notable, this is not a report written by the Trump administration. It's not a report written by Bob Barr. It's not a report written by some Republicans or some right-wing journalist outfit. This is written by the Democratic Attorney General of the state. Let me give you some quotes from it. We've gone through some of it, and I will say I will be going through a lot of it, a lot of it on Studios America tonight. As you may know, we've been hitting the story uh, like crazy. And, you know, again, Andrew Cuomo was awful.com leads you to be obsessed with these types of things. And unfortunately, it's just a lot of it's just gross. But we'll go through a lot of this on uh, Studios America available on YouTube uh, for free. Uh, some of the quotes from the study uh, from the report so far. Uh, Cuomo is accused of touching and grabbing executive assistants. But during hugs, this is routine throughout this report over and over and over again. He, quote, inquired multiple times about whether she had cheated or would cheat on her husband and asked her to help him find her a, uh, him a girlfriend. He, quote, reached under her blouse and grabbed her breast. These are you know, various women. Uh, it's, I'm not quoting from just one of the stories. He, quote, ran, ran his hand across her stomach from her belly button to her right hip while she held a door for him open at an event. I believe that was a state trooper, by the way. He, quote, uh, asked her to help him find a, a girlfriend. This is another person. Described his criteria for a girlfriend as someone who could, quote, handle pain. He told Ms. Bennett, one of the accusers, in talking about potential girlfriends for him, Andrew Cuomo, that he would be willing to date anyone who is uh, as young as 22 years old. He knew Mrs. Bennett was 25 at the time. Uh, he had asked her whether she had been with older men. These are all in the context of business uh, meetings <laughs> or other work-related gatherings. Quote, while the picture was being taken, the governor put his hand on state entity employee number one's butt, tapped it twice, then grabbed her butt, end quote. This one's particularly... This, this, this interaction was very strange. He said, quote, she wore a shirt that had the name of an energy company written across the chest. When the governor reached uh, this accuser, he ran two fingers across her chest, pressing down on each of the letters. Subtle. Quote, with his face close to her cheek, he said, I'm going to say I see a spider on your shoulder before brushing his hand in the area between her shoulder and breasts. Uh, from the report, our, quote, our investigation identified corroboration for Ms. Boylan's allegations. She was one of the, the she was actually the first accuser that got really any attention. Uh, they uh, identified corroboration for the allegations, including the ones that the governor and the executive chamber had denied, end quote. 
The governor and the executive chamber actively engaged in an effort to discredit her, including by uh, disseminating to the press confidential internal documents that painted her in a negative light. Another accuser said, quote, he was, quote, staring down her loose shirt and then commenting on her necklace, which was inside her shirt, end quote. Another accuser, feeling uncomfortable, um, grabbed the governor's wrist and removed his hand from her back. At that point, the governor remarked, wow, you're aggressive. After which the governor cupped her face in his hands and said, can I kiss you? Cuomo, in his response, quote, admitted that he may have kissed certain staff members on the lips, lips without remembering who. He also expressed that the, the view that this investigation itself and the investigators conducting the investigation were politically motivated, an assertion that we saw in documentary evidence as part of the planned response to the investigation almost as soon as it commenced. Each complainant found his conduct to be some com combination of humiliating, uncomfortable, offensive, or inappropriate. And you look at the, the work that has been done to try to make this guy into an international hero, a man who completely and continually failed uh, to manage the pandemic from the very beginning and oversaw what likely was the worst single response to coronavirus in the world. Certainly some countries in South America have, have, uh, have now uh, challenged that assessment, but Cuomo was awful from day one on this. He was wrong every step of the way and was treated as a conquering hero by the press who undoubtedly knew about all of the chatter uh, of these types of allegations. This is separate from what he did with the, the people in the nursing home where thousands were put in massive danger and, and were killed by coronavirus. He hid the results. And by the way, to this day is still undercounting the dead in New York by 11,000. That's according to the CDC. He continued to go, continues to go down this road and was, was for so long praised as a hero to the point where he wrote a book and earned $5 million on the backs of these dead people across the state. While he was doing that, he was having employees of the state paid for by New York taxpayer dollars helping him with the book. At the same time, he was allegedly groping one after another. Every time a Republican does something bad, every other Republican in the public eye has to answer for it. What do you think about that? Should they resign? Should they step down? We're going to see another wave of this over the next 24 to 48 hours. And people like Joe Biden, who were able to brush this off, are going to have to answer for it and answer whether this, this dirtbag should resign. Of course, the answer to that should be immediately. This is the Glenn Beck Program.